Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another, 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 let me speak English, another episode of Female Empowered. I'm your host, Krista Gurka. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about all of the things I still struggle with as a seven-figure business owner. And... As of 2022, I guess I technically became an eight-figure business owner because Pilates in the Grove surpassed eight figures in overall revenue since its inception in 2010. So I am super, super excited about that. Um, Anyway, so if you think that since becoming a seven or even eight-figure business owner or six-figure business owner, for that matter, makes you immune from having struggles, I'm going to invite you to think again, because while I wish that we didn't have struggles, um, we all still do. And and I'm not even just talking about like the regular business struggles. Um, I did an episode a couple episodes ago that was called New Levels, New Devils. And sometimes the bigger you are, you know, it's that whole thing, more money, more problems. Sometimes the bigger the infrastructure, like there's a fine line between sometimes being too big and then not being big enough, right? So sometimes if you're going to grow, you got to go like all in and be ready to grow. Or sometimes that sweet spot is staying like a little bit smaller. So if you think that as a seven figure business owner, like it looks like I've got it all together and it looks like I no longer have struggles, then I'm going to let you in a little bit, pull back the curtain a little bit here and be careful because it's really not that pretty sometimes behind this curtain. But You know, I want to normalize that we all have business, we all have struggles, whether they're personal struggles, whether they are mindset struggles, whether they are operational struggles. Um, I have spoken about this a bunch of times before, and I am in a mastermind with other seven-figure and even eight-figure business owners. And um, we all really have the same kind of like issues. There's a huge staffing issue right now. There is a sales and marketing issue right now. There is a um, inflation issue right now. So we're all having the same things, the same messaging questions about marketing and where do we find the right team members and how do we train those team members and how do we compensate those team members and how do we avoid um, our business getting taken down with inflation? Like I just did a review because I really was like, how are our utility bills? I think we're getting double billed because it was so crazy. And I finally, we did like a year over year comparison and our utility bills are 38% higher, 38% higher. Okay. It's, we're using the same amount of electricity, the same like wattage, but the cost per watt is 
almost quadrupled. It's like insane, right? So um, yeah, so like we all have those same issues, but I also struggle with a lot of other things, a lot of worry and doubt and things that we hear and self-limiting beliefs. And so what I wanted to share with you today, especially to the women and other business owners that are listening to this, that if you think I've got my shit together, like, let me just <laughs> let you into my brain a little bit. And so you can see that I struggle with the same things. And maybe you'll see yourself and realize like, we're kind of all in this together, right? We are, I am still a mom, a wife, a daughter, a female, a, um, you know, still put my leggings on one pan at a time. And I still have the same kind of struggles. I still work. And I've also been very transparent about working with my therapist. I'm really trying to come to grips and come to terms with a lot of these things, but I'm going to share with you seven things that I still struggle with, even as a seven and eight figure business owner. All right. So let's just see if some of these things resonate with you. So number one, imposter syndrome. And we talk about this all the time. It was a very big you know, word a, a while, you know, recently or in the last couple of years, but um, it basically means that you feel like you're a fraud. And I felt like that for a long, I mean, oh my gosh, when I first started my business, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And it was one of the reasons that kept me from asking for help for a long time, because I thought if I started getting a business mentor, people would be like, oh yeah, she really doesn't know what she's doing. And they would sense weakness and I've been working on a whole bunch of that stuff with my therapist. But there are still times that I have imposter syndrome syndrome. There are still times where I want to speak in front of a room or speak to other business owners. And I'm like, am I saying this the right way? Or are they going to realize that I'm a fraud now? <clears throat> what I have, what has helped me in the last probably like five years or so was that I really started investing in my own personal and professional development so, and the more I've gotten around, like, you know, being in the room where it happens and being around other people that inspire me, motivate me to level up and realize the questions that they have, I have less and less fear about asking questions in the room because there is less fear around judgment for me now, but I still do have a little bit of imposter syndrome. There are definitely times where I feel kind of like, who am I to think like I can be in this room? Even, even at the beginning of this episode, I still call myself a seven-figure business owner. Now, annually, we do seven figures in revenue, but it's really hard for me to even say that collectively over the years, we've done, 10, we've done eight figures, over $11 million in revenue. To me, it, it kind of just is this thing in my head, like, who do you think you are saying that number? Okay. Now I want people to realize I don't, I didn't keep eight, eight figures. I don't have $10 million in the bank. Um, but we've generated over $10 million, but that even right now to me, it gives me, I don't know, gives me a little bit of pause to even say that out loud. So imposter syndrome is still something that I do struggle with. And that self-limiting belief of who do you think you are? Are. I, I work on it a lot, though I do. Um, and then number two, this is something that I still do a lot is co comparisonitis. Comparison is a thief of joy. I have come a long way with this, but I still do compare myself to other people. And sometimes we compare ourselves to an unrealistic version of other people, especially with social media, right? Especially with things like 
listening to someone saying a seven-figure, eight-figure business owner. There's a lot of marketing math around that. So if I said I'm an eight-figure business owner, is that me trying to imply that I generate eight figures a year? So I'm very honest and transparent in saying that we've generated eight figures over, you know, 12 years almost. Okay. So are people, when they say they generate seven figures, does that mean they're generating seven figures in a year? Or does that mean they've taken 10, 5, 10, 15 years to generate seven figures? Does that mean that they are profitable? Some people generate seven figures and are not profitable. So be careful what you compare yourself to. You know, <coughs> excuse me. You know, and also on social media, things look great sometimes and they're not so great behind the curtain. So I like to say things. So when I see things on social media or even in the real world, even some people that I'm in masterminds with that are running Facebook ads or doing these programs and they, I was in a room on a call with one of my groups the other day and someone was saying that they had generated $350,000 in revenue from their online course. And my first gut reaction was to say, holy crap, $350,000 from an online course, um, amazing. And, and think, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? How can I not be there? And then I immediately go to, well, if she can do it, I can do it too. So I start to flip that mindset of what's wrong with me and instead start thinking, well, that's available to me. If that person can do it, I can do it. If I can sell five people into an online program, I can sell 10. And if I can sell 10, I can sell 15. And if I can sell 15, I can sell 50. Okay. So, and it's, it's hard to compare your year one with my year 12, or it's hard for me to compare my year 12 with someone else's year 20 and $250 million investment capital. Okay, so we've got imposter syndrome that I struggle with a little bit, comparisonitis that I struggle with a little bit, money mindset, big one, big, big, big. I've worked a lot on this, a lot on this. So if you heard my episode a couple episodes ago where I talked about the sacred money archetypes, um, I am a ruler, which means, again, I love a personality test. So rulers just tend to be, let's monetize as much as we can. We always see an opportunity for money. And this has come a lot from my childhood where we didn't have a lot of money. And not only do we not have a lot of money, but everything revolved around money. So in other words, in my house, it was, we can't afford that. We can't eat that. You can't wear that. You can't afford it. Guess jeans, not in our, not in our price point. Okay. You need a prom dress. Let's go to Salvation Army. Okay. So there was a lot of that. There was a lot of me working through the money mindset of if I'm asking somebody for money to work with me, to come to physical therapy or take my Pilates class that I was taking from them and they were no longer going to have that $30 or $100. Now, what's really helped me with this has also been investing in myself, investing you know, $1,000 in a business coach or $2,500 in a course or $15,000 in a mastermind. And the more confident I get, the more courses I take, the more learning I do, the more confident I feel around saying, this is what it costs to work with me. And I also know the value is immense. 
I really realize how much valuable information I can share, whether that is as a business mentor or as a physical therapist or Pilates instructor. Hey there, I just wanted to jump in real quick and make sure you knew about the learning library resource page I have on my website. It's filled with a variety of masterclasses all about starting, growing, scaling, running behind the scenes of a boutique fitness and boutique wellness business. So if you're interested in learning, I invite you to visit www.kristagurka.com slash store and check out all of the amazing resources we have over there. All right, now let's get back to the episode. I have come to recognize that saying that I am really good at my craft is not ego, it's confidence. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. I just have studied and I'm good at what I do. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. And so I recognize that if I charge someone X amount to work with me, they will get that money back in whatever it is. So if I charge someone $250 to work with me as my patient and I help facilitate a program that's going to get them out of back pain, eventually it will save them from pain meds, doctor's visits, MRIs, and possibly surgery down the long run. If I charge someone $1,000 to work with me as a business coach and in turn, right, they end up 10 times in that investment by getting $10,000 months, six figures a year, seven figures a year, money will come back to them. Okay. And then they're making change in their communities and so on and so forth. So investing in myself has been a real game changer and really working through my money mindset. So number four that I still work with is leadership. It is. It's been a really big struggle for me because because I am a ruler and because I am an ISTJ, if you follow the Meyer Briggs and um, let's see how many other personality tests, Enneagram threes. um, You know, I, you know, I just have, I can be very aggressive Uh, I wouldn't say aggressive. I just can be assertive. And I recognize that not everyone takes that well. Um, I don't mean to be condescending, but I do recognize that I still have some growth to do here in being a leader. And the follow-up to that is also accountability. So I really hate conflict. I hate conflict because I, I, like to be in control of things and I can't be in control of someone else's emotions and reactions. So I hate conflict. And so for a long time, I didn't hold people accountable. And so I just said, I'll do it myself. And what that ended up doing was causing a lot of resentment and in me, and then it in turn affected the relationship, whether they be a team member or even a family member or friend. So now I really work on improving my communication. I don't always get it right. I fail and fumble a lot. I learn to, I make myself accountable. Okay. But I also have to make other people accountable. And this is a hard thing as an, as an owner, as a leader, as a manager, whatever role, if people are accountable to you and report to you, if they're not meeting your expectations, it's your responsibility. It's our responsibility to bring that to their attention. 
They have to be accountable. You are responsible for how you interact with them, but you're not responsible for their, their emotional reaction. Okay. This is the same thing with money mindset. You're responsible for the value you provide for other people. You are not responsible for other people's budget. You're responsible for delivering the service to the best quality and potential that you can do. All right. So leadership is something I still really work on. All right. So let's see, we've done imposter syndrome, comparisonitis, money mindset, leadership, accountability. So the last two are kind of like operational things. So one is attracting and retaining team members. So if you're out there right now in boutique fitness and wellness and healthcare, and you're struggling to find the right people for your team, you're not alone. A lot of us are. All right. A lot of us are. I just had someone who seemed great. She wasn't a new grad. She had just gotten her orthopedic residency. She had worked five years. We explained to her the type of place that we are. We're cash-based. We don't see a lot of post-ops. It's going to take a while to build up your schedule. She was all gung-ho. She, we offered her um, Pilates training, which is like a $6,000 investment. She worked literally for like three weeks and took another job. So we thought we crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's and it's still back. You know, it's still, I don't know what the answer is. I wish I knew. Um, But if you're having difficulty attracting, hiring and retaining talent right now, you're not alone. We are in the same boat. Okay. I just keep thinking the right person is out there. And the more we just put kind of good intentions out there, the more we're going to attract that into our universe and hopefully we'll find the right person. The team that we have right now is great. They're amazing. You know, and I know that we'll find the right person to fill that. All right. And then the last thing is we are, you know, even Pilates in the Grove right now has a little bit of a cash flow problem. These are something that we still struggle with coming out of COVID. All right. We're still waiting on money back from the IRS, you know, something in the realm of 40 to $50,000, which is a lot of money, right? Um, we still have some liabilities from loans and things that we've taken out. And it's costing us more to operate the business. Like I said, taxes have gone up. Um, utilities, 38% have gone up. It costs us money when we hire someone and then lose them three weeks later because we invest a lot in that. Um, what else? It, you know, things are just more expensive. The wipes are more expensive. We had our air conditioning break in the summer that we needed to get repaired. There's just more costs, right? And I want to reward the people that have been on my team. So salaries have gone up and there is, we have to really be intentional about looking at our money now and making sure that we have enough cash flow. Cash flow is the number one reason people go out of business. It's not because they're not generating sales, it's because they don't have enough money in the bank to operate. So it's really, really important that you watch your cash flow. And we saw this so much during the first few months of COVID in March of 2020, April of 2020, May of 2020, we're just two months into closing. Studios like ours did not have enough money to continue to operate. So in April or May, they didn't have enough money in the bank to pay the rent. 
So having cash flow is important. Now, I'm not going to say that we're at six to eight months of operating cash flow right now in reserves, but we're trying to work our way up there. But we have to be intentional with our cash flow because prices are going up, expenses are going up. It's why we've had to raise prices a little bit, all right? Gas is going up. Everything's going up. Everything's going up, all right? The cost of employees is going up. Payroll taxes is going up. So these are the things that I still struggle with, even as a seven-figure business owner. A lot of it is mindset, and I've worked a ton on it. So I will say what's helped is I don't kind of catastrophize things anymore, um, and I don't ruminate over them over and over and over again, but they still kind of weave their, weave themselves into this little web of my life. Okay. So let me just review with you the top seven that I still find. So, and I'd love to hear these resonate with any of these resonate with you. Imposter syndrome, right? Am I good enough to be doing what I'm doing? Am I smart enough to be doing what I'm doing? Do I have what it takes to be doing what I'm doing? Comparisonitis. Does this person have more than I do? Are they doing better than I do? What's wrong with me that I can't be over there? Money mindset, okay? Um, leadership, accountability, attracting and retaining team members, and then cash flow. So these are all things that they don't necessarily go away when you get higher up on the rung. What, I, what has helped, again, like I said, I really believe investing in my personal and professional development being in the room with other business owners that have share the same issues and challenges, being able to help people has really helped me. I love working with patients. I love coaching other female business owners and mentoring them and giving them advice and having them bounce ideas off of me and sharing every little bit of knowledge that I have garnered over the last 12 years with other people. Paying it forward feels really, 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 really good. All right. So <clears throat> I'd love to invite you to come be a business owner in one of our programs. If you're interested in learning, if you're interested in learning how to overcome money mindset issues, how to improve your leadership skills, how to really hold your team accountable and even hold yourself accountable. We will be closing registration for all of our programs in before by Thanksgiving. Okay, so we are not enrolling anybody in December. So by mid November, we will be closing enrollment to all of our programs. And in 2023, they most likely the cost of the programs will be going up. So if you're interested, if you're an emerging business owner, female business owner, and you're trying to grow to your first six figures in revenue, and try to systematize and put together a sustainable business, I invite you to apply for FitBiz Foundations. You can check that out over at kristagurka.com slash work with me, okay? And if you're ready to go from six figures in revenue to six figures in profit and grow your business, grow a team, maybe open more locations, improve your cash flow improve your leadership abilities, have more reach and more impact, then you are ready for the inner circle, all right? And we have two spaces available in the inner circle. And if you're interested in joining us for the inner circle, you can also visit kristagurka.com slash work with me. We have both programs up on that site. 
And like I said, we'll be closing registration November, mid-November 2022. We will be reopening enrollment 2023, most likely at a higher price point. So two good things about enrolling before the end of the year. One, it's a tax write-off for 2022. Um, and two, you get to get in before our prices go up in 2023. All right. And then if you have any interest in scheduling a discovery call for me with me and seeing if you'd like to which program might be right for you or if you're interested in one on one services, I also do very few, but I do some one on one business mentoring for female business owners. You can schedule a free call with me at kristagurka.com slash discovery. And I think that's all I got for you, ladies and germs. All right. So. If you're feeling, if you still struggle with things, mindset things, operational efficiencies, anything in your business, you're not alone, okay? We all do. All of us are built a little different, so we all have a little bit of different struggles, but I really just want to normalize that, you know, things get easier, but they still exist, all right? And that's all I got. So I would love for you to schedule a call with me or check, take a look at my um, work with me page, see if you qualify for one of the programs, get in before Thanksgiving of 2022. And until next time, bye for now, everyone. Have a good one. Take care. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and interrupt this episode real quick. If you are enjoying what you're listening to and have listened to any other of my content and are interested in seeing if I would be the right person to help you grow, start, or even support you wherever you are on your fitness business journey, I invite you to schedule a free discovery call with me and see if we're the right fit to work with each other. You can go ahead and grab a time at www.kristagurka.com slash discovery. And I really look forward to chatting with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Female Empowered. If you like what we covered today, please leave a review for the show. This helps other female fitness and wellness professionals find the podcast and lets me know I'm sharing helpful information with all of you. If you'd love to get even more insights and find resources to help you market, streamline, and grow your clinic or client-based business, you can visit me at kristagurka.com or follow me on Instagram at kristagurka. That's at C-H-R-I-S-T-A-G-U-R-K-A. See y'all next time.